0: This episode of the Drake Podcast Show was made proudly possible by our station sponsor, Worth Protecting. Visit worthprotecting.com.au to find all the latest articles on health, nutrition, relationships and more. Our future is worth protecting. Enjoy the show.
1: There is an element, of needing to be in the world and not of it. This includes some sort of compliance with the government requirements when they are fair and reasonable. I'm not against paying taxes based on this scripture. We should pay taxes because we hope that the government would do the right thing with that money and look after their people. And for the most part, the Australian government has done a relatively good job at that. But when we're looking at things like compromising your beliefs for the sake of a tax exemption, you're in hot water there. You're in hot water whenever you compromise your beliefs for the sake of the government, or any man for that matter. Our ultimate authority should be God in this time for that purpose.
0: In three, two, one... This morning I have someone you may already know from all her nightly lives on Instagram with personalities like Joel Jamal, Senator Malcolm Roberts, Joel Brown and Anomaly to name just a few. She's a Christian with a bold heart for justice, and there hasn't been an idle moment. Maria didn't advocate and stand up for the truth during this bungled vaccine rollout. And what you might not know is that my guest today, Maria Z, has just arrived in the studio with me today live for a studio session on Justice of the Voiceless. Now, Maria, you've been very busy keeping these bastards accountable, as our old mate Craig Kelly often says. What did it feel like waking up to the news yesterday that Gladys Berejiklacanth has fought Finally, been dethroned without a pension.
1: Uh, Well, Dom, first of all, thank you for having me here today. Uh, The news about Gladys was interesting because, as you know, I don't trust these guys and who's coming after her. I mean, the fact that that she's been held accountable for her actions is wonderful to see. Naturally, when you're under investigation like this, you generally resign. Uh, It's a natural course of action for these people, but nonetheless, I have fears around who's stepping in after her.
0: A valid point that our viewers today can think about, who will be her successor? Will it be Treasurer Dominic Perrottet? Will it be the People's Premier? I mean, all jokes aside, John Bernard could probably do a bang-up job of representing the people, particularly in Western Sydney,
1: right? Again, I don't trust any of them, Dom. And and the, the, the first gentleman you spoke of has, I believe his father, has connections with the World Bank and the World Health Organization. We're in serious hot water if he steps in.
0: Then the only two candidates left would be Stuart Ayres, who I know is pro jab and pro lockdown and pro communism. So we're kind of
1: stuffed, aren't we, Australia? I never want to say we're stuffed. I am someone that always prepares for the worst and hopes for the best, as uh, as you've heard me say quite a few times. But again it all comes down to what is this entire agenda about? What is their end game? We have to be prepared for uh, the fact that whoever steps in is probably going to be part of that plan. And we know about the great reset. We know about their plans to change society, to change Western society as we know it. We know about the World Economic Forum and their plans for a fourth industrial revolution. I highly doubt that whoever steps in is going to ease up up on that plan, Dom.
0: Again, shots fired with truth and more truth. So help us God today, Maria. Over to something a little more church oriented. Where do shepherds get their misinterpretation that they can remain voiceless and removed from a public health order for 20 long months, along with it, these abnormal new normals
1: and closures? This is a topic that I'm still trying to work out, Dom. I don't understand how someone who has been appointed by God as a leader is, one, silent on this issue and not lobbying with MPs and not doing something in their community. They're supposed to be community leaders. But not only that, but we're seeing them actually criticising people in their congregation for not getting the vaccine or encouraging them to get the vaccine, encouraging them to obey the laws of the land And I myself, you know, have been criticised for not obeying the laws of the land. We have to look at our disciples and say, did they obey the laws of the land when they were told not to preach? I mean, surely we have a responsibility towards justice and the good of mankind. And I believe as a leader, you would need to be doing more research, listening to the sceptics, listening to those who are being silenced right now in the mainstream, doctors, researchers, scientists, who are saying, hang on, guys, there is actually insurmountable evidence to suggest that this is actually not safe. If you're not listening to those people, Why aren't you listening to them? Why are you only listening to one narrative and trusting the experts? Since when does the government have our best interests at heart at all times? If we look throughout history, any type of patterns of this behavior that we're seeing have led to seriously devastating outcomes for people, including genocide, including totalitarianism. These are the patterns that we're seeing now. And as a church leader, I don't understand how you can't look at history. You can't look at these patterns and say, "Hang on." or I need to protect my people.
0: Couldn't agree with you more, Maria. And it brings me to a passage in Matthew 22 that so many Christians and the I guess the, the lobbies behind these churches remaining their tax exemption status during a pandemic have mis around paying taxes, meaning we also need to pay homage and surrender and in fact, worship all our rights and liberties over to the government. And to paint a better and more simple picture for you at home today, Jesus was awake when they tried to trap him. They tried to accuse him of not obeying a pagan Roman rule, perhaps a mandate with this question. Now tell us what you think about this. Is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus knew their evil motives. You hypocrites, he said. Why are you trying to trap me? Show me the coin used for the tax. When they handed him a Roman coin, he asked, whose picture and title is stamped on it? Caesar's, they replied. Well, then he said, give then to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. Matthew 22, 17, 21, for those wanting to read at home. Now, Maria, the church must be absolutely bonkers if they think that's going to cut it in the times that we're in. It's the equivalent of throwing in the tower to Satan and saying, do whatever you want to me, sire. What are your thoughts on this very complex, controversial passage in Matthew?
1: There is an element um, of needing to be in the world and not of it. This includes some sort of compliance with the government requirements when they are fair and reasonable. I'm not against paying taxes based on this scripture. We should pay taxes because we hope that the government would do the right thing with that money and look after their people. And for the most part, the Australian government has done a relatively good job at that. But when we're looking at things like compromising your beliefs for the sake of a tax exemption... You're in hot water there. You're in hot water whenever you compromise your beliefs for the sake of the government or any man for that matter. Our ultimate authority should be God in this time for that purpose. This is a problem and your conscience should be pricked. If you're compromising and saying, yes, okay, I will open my church only to the vaccinated, you're doing that again. You are complying with ridiculous government requirements. Now, when we look at Victoria... We've just had announcements that church leaders cannot even live stream unless they're vaccinated, double vaccinated. What kind of madness is this to not even be able to live stream? Does COVID pass through the lens of a camera, for goodness sake? Does it pass through the internet? At what point would a church leader stand up and say, this is absolutely ridiculous? And the fact that there's only one case that I'm aware of so far, Dom, that has challenged the requirements on religious leaders, that concerns me because surely as a church leader you'd be standing up, you could lobby together, collect a few more thousand and go to a legal team and argue a constitutional case for religious freedom. Surely we should be seeing more of these.
0: Seriously, it just took one. It took one guy that's in bed and embezzled in politics here in Australia, good old mate ScoMo, for them to lift the edict that you could not worship on camera live stream. And yet, Here the church is saying, but Dom, it's not our fight and until they tell us we can't worship, hang on, in that sentence and breath alone, we can't worship freely without government interference. If there's government interference on our live stream, next they're going to do what Dictator Dan does and they're going to say, you can't live stream anything about the book of Genesis, about how beginning creation occurred, or about any day that excludes a gay or an LGBT activist. We have to draw the line now. And if we don't, I don't think that these people leading are going to pull them through to the light at the end of this. Over to another question. What was the turning point for you to no longer stay silent on the hypocrisy of the Australian media?
1: Well, Dom, I've always had a problem with the mainstream. I've avoiding it for the past 20 years because of the way that I've seen that it poisons society, poisons family values, poisons the morals that we need uh, to look after one another and be good humans, destroying family values, destroying children's innocence. Now the mainstream media at the moment is geared towards a political agenda, a clear agenda to get the world vaccinated now, knowing what I know about what's in these vaccines, having spoken to multiple doctors, this is why I'm starting my own independent media, Z Media. I cannot sit back anymore. The turning point for me, I mean, as you know, I was i was a state sales manager for the largest non-for-profit disability employment service in Australia. I'd worked my whole life towards this career and I couldn't stand seeing what I was seeing anymore in the, in the state of our country. And I think that anyone who's in a position where they see how wrong this is, needs to stand up and be brave right now and be a loud voice crying out because no voice is insignificant. Every single person sounding the alarm right now has the ability to make a difference. Just think of tank man who stood in front of those tanks. Just one man stopped an army. That's all it takes. It takes one person to be brave. I don't care who stands up, just stand up.
0: Yeah, it's quite a, a graphical image to kind of take away today, isn't it, of Tieneman Square and that one person with that bag of shopping just saying, come on, man, just let me go and do what I need to do today and feed my family. This is all we all want to do right now is just put food on the bloody table and all that these edicts and health orders, which are not laws, are doing is really intruding with the natural flow of things, and you noticeably see in society now that people have become allergic to other people, haven't they, Maria? And they're afraid to gather. They're afraid to talk. They're afraid that they might be being watched or criticised or dubbed in by a neighbour. Even if they dare give a little bit more, you know, affection and attention to their neighbour. What do you think we can do as the church, just as members of the church, everyday Australians, what can we do to change the culture?
1: It's not just the church that are responsible. It's everyone, right? Educate yourself on the survival rate of this virus. We're talking about a 99.7% survival rate. I did an interview last night with an external consultant to the World Health Organization who has completely removed the fear from COVID, saying you would be okay for the most part. Most people survive. If you understand how to look after yourself, if you actually take control of your health, get vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc, things that we're starved of because our food is lacking nutrients, we're not in the sun, all of this sort of stuff. If you actually uh, empower yourself with that knowledge and empower yourself with what your rights are because, as I keep saying, mandates are not laws. I say that because I truly believe that everything that they're doing is completely unconstitutional. Now if you understand that, surely you'll have some fight in you the more you know your rights, the more likely you are to exercise them. Now, if everyone knew that and everyone stepped out bravely, we could be out of this mess in a very short amount of time, Dom. But why aren't we? Why aren't we? Why aren't we taking control of our freedom and our rights and this society? Well, I believe that it's because we've been very comfortable for too long. Our country has that she'll be right mate attitude. Our country has, for the most part, seen a government that acts in the best interest of its people. But I'm telling you, if the last 18, 20 months is not clear to you that they are no longer acting in your best interests, then I don't know what hope there is for you. Because this is gearing towards totalitarianism. This is a dictatorship. And if you're okay With your children, maybe maybe you're not a parent, maybe you don't intend to be. What about your neighbors' children? The future generations, if you're okay for them to grow up in a society like this where they don't have a voice, they don't have the right to an opinion, they get fined for having an opinion, I don't know how you can be okay with it. I don't know how more people aren't outraged on. So the more we know about our rights and about the truth of this entire agenda, I believe it will spark more courage in us to do something about it.
0: That is exactly right, ladies and gentlemen. There's nothing brave about being a coward. And to all the men out there today and some of the mama lionesses that are fighting the good fight on the front line right now, whether that be politically or in other avenues, legally speaking at the moment. Boy, oh boy, have we got to keep these people accountable. And I'm loving what uh, a whole bunch of solicitors, who I won't name today for obvious reasons, have been doing in a joint effort and investigation in undoing this damage, undoing this Brave new normal that that we've our children may have to wake up to one day. And in fact, let's touch on the fact that some people might still want to become parents. You ain't gonna get pregnant if you're having double jabs and having a cocktail of juice boosters in the near future, are you, Maria? Like that we've got to take that into consideration every time we hand our trust blindly over to a corporation. What's the point? What's the point of a constitution if all the politicians, the barristers and all the other pedophiles in high office are not operating under this Australian democratic process because of a long-winding public health order, a PHO?
1: I ask the same question of our politicians, Dom. What is the point of having a constitution when you're doing everything against the protections that that constitution offers us. No civil conscription and yet we're saying you can't go to work if you haven't had the jab. No quarantining the healthy and yet we're all in lockdown. It makes no sense. Now they've found loopholes under the guise of public health orders and mandates that really are immoral and technically unlawful. Why would they be doing it? In the interest of public health, if it is in the interest of public health, then report on the adverse reactions accordingly. When you get up on that 11am press conference, when you talk about four deaths from or with COVID, not from, with, talk about how many people have died from the jab. Talk about how many people have permanent disabilities and injuries from the jab. Talk about the fact that this is a clinical trial and we do not have the data to prove that this is safe or effective. And it it actually isn't effective because these people are carrying the same viral load as someone who isn't vaccinated. So Dom, I would argue that the vaccinated are actually more of a risk to society because the, the the health experts health experts are saying that they still can contract and spread the virus yet they may not know that they have it because their symptoms would be less so does does that not mean they're actually more of a danger when we look at countries like Israel the UK Malta Singapore Singapore's back in lockdown now very high vaccination rates 85% I think of the population they're back in lockdown. Why? Because of breakthrough cases, because the vaccine spreads the virus, because you might walk around not knowing that you have it and you actually have it. (laughs) So how is this actually in the best interest of public health? Why are we silencing those who are asking genuine questions? Why are all the people in the media like me and and, and a whole host of others being censored, shadow banned, uh, deplatformed for asking genuine questions. And the science is never settled. The science is never settled. The moment that you can't explore science, that's no longer science. That's propaganda. And it's not
0: even the fact that that is controversial to test the narrative or challenge it. It's the fact that this is not science anymore, ladies and gentlemen. This is a religion, a cult that is only going to end one way. A little bit like, I guess, Jonestown and Mr. Pebble and other crazy cults where you end up getting 14 women pregnant and tell them all to drink a bottle of cyanide to go and be home with their Lord. That ain't what we're about here on the Drake Podcast Show, guys. And that is not what we're about as a democratic and free society. Now... Isn't it peculiar what was said on record earlier this week, that we are not actually under a state of emergency that was never actually approved? So how the hell has this Liberal Party and their lobbyist counterparts gotten away with these tyrannical, not to mention intrusive, rules?
1: Well, Dom, there are questions about whether the National Cabinet is actually a National Cabinet. There are questions around whether the Governor-General is even really the Governor-General. You know, conversations around the Queen being removed without referendum. Is anything that these people are doing even remotely legitimate? I don't think so. I think that we're dealing with a corrupt corporation. We are dealing with corrupt judicial systems, corrupt leaders. Everything that we're seeing in every direction is corruption, propaganda, one-sided narrative. And that is clear to me that there is an infiltration that goes beyond just MPs and premiers and the health minister. We're talking about corruption at much higher levels. And what is the way to protect ourselves? The way to protect yourself is with the truth. Because no matter what they do to you, if you know where you're going when you die, they can throw anything at you. It doesn't matter. The truth is the most valuable thing on this earth. So I'm not saying that the situation is hopeless. Absolutely not. I wouldn't be fighting if I thought it was hopeless. I truly believe that God has risen up people in this time to speak the truth without fear, without uh, concern of the consequences associated with doing so. Because as we see in Psalm 82, God is questioning the heavenly council about what are they doing about the injustice on the earth. How much more is it our duty to do that when we're here on the earth? We need to be a mouthpiece for the truth and for justice, despite what they're doing. So I think the corruption is multi-levels of it. It goes way up. Can we win? Absolutely we can win because I believe in truth. I believe in justice. But even if we don't, there is still hope. There is always hope as long as we have breath.
0: Absolutely. There is hope, like you said, and I think that's very important to state today that we are not all doom and gloom here at the Drake Podcast Show. Now, I don't often ask this on air, but I felt the spirit leading me to go there for our studio interview on Justice today, Maria. I believe part of the office you are protected and guided under is largely due to the spiritual gift you carry, the SEER, S-E-E-R. You are seeing so much wrong that needs to be made right again of having forewarning on where the devil's arrows will attack someone next and stopping assignments that are in some scenarios a matter of life and death for people. Like I'm talking having surreal dreams in stadiums and getting downloads of what's coming next directly from the heavenly realm. And many of you would say for the common folk being consumed and having such knowledge of the enemy's plans could be debilitating and exhausting to say the least. How do you reserve your enemies? for this fight and has anybody ever proclaimed or prophesied such things that you are an uppercase P
1: prophet? It's actually really interesting you ask me that. A long time ago someone prophesied and said, you are like Tasmania. You're part of it, part of Australia, but you're separate and I'm not calling myself anything special, Dom, by no means. I'm a regular human like everyone else. But there are certain people that God may use to see justice done on earth, to see the good of mankind done on earth. If I'm able to be used by God in this time for that purpose, then I'm grateful for that mission and I hope I do it well. Where do I get my strength from? It's Him. And Am I ever tired by it? I'll be honest with you, not really, because it's not my mission. (laughs) I don't know if I've shared with you, Dom, I think I have, but when I was praying about this before I left my job and I said, Lord, what do I do because it's starting to consume me, Uh, I felt quite convicted about the fact that I wasn't fully focused on my work ethic is to give my employer my all. And I heard the words expose them and I haven't stopped since. It's not really, I don't think it's a gift to know what the enemy's up to as it is being informed and just watching the patterns of the government, watching the way that they've rolled this out and being able to predict their next moves, it really is just seeing the patterns. Uh, I I watch press conferences almost every day just to deconstruct them and see, read between the lines. Everyone's capable of doing this. Everyone's capable of doing this. It just requires, (laughs) it's like think like your enemy. When you're in war and our premier said we're at war, not me. She's the one that declared war on her people or our former premier, I should say. Everyone has a different job. Not everyone's in the front line. Not everyone's part of the strategy. Sometimes people hang out to assess the moves of their enemy and see, okay, we lost this battle. How did we lose it? Let's analyze it. Let's do better next time. Sometimes people are. will listen to those people and go out. They're not the ones analysing. They're the ones stepping out. Everyone has a different position but what people need to realise is that we actually are already in World War III. It is not even a doubt in my mind that we are already there and most of the time in the past when people have been at war, they didn't realise it until it had already happened. So I'm here telling you we're already there. And you've got to be strong. You've got to be mentally strong and know if they're telling you the next four to five years we're going to be dealing with this, that means the next four to five years, guys, they have already told you. So you need to mentally prepare for the fact that we're not coming out of this anytime soon. And if we do, great. That's wonderful. That's not what we expected, but it's great that it happened. But what I'm saying, again, prepare for the worst, hope for the best. Always prepare for the worst case scenario so that if it does happen, it's not a surprise to you and it doesn't crush you. And people have said before that, uh, you know, my message is doomy. No, my message is not one of doom. It is one of realism. It could get worse before it gets better. What we're going to try and do collectively is stop it from getting worse proactively look at the enemy's plans and see what we can do and we've already seen a lot of what we're saying in the mainstream. It's forcing the government to change their narrative so much so that they even address in the mainstream these people with strange and weird ideas on social media. They have to, they're so threatened by us that they have to say in an 11am press conference Brad Hazard said, don't listen to social media. Are we that much of a threat to you? that you've got to announce to the nation not to listen to us. It sounds like it. With all the smear articles and the attacks on those who are committed to breaking through this main narrative, it is clear to me that we're doing something right. So don't stop. Don't stop. Keep sharing the truth at all costs because you will make a difference and if the difference is that you've woken one person up that's enough because one person saved from the potential devastating effects of this experimental drug is worth every single minute that you invest in this cause
0: bringing the fire today in the studio ladies and gentlemen and before we go just wanted to touch on something the public will hear often at the end of all your videos and lives. Mandates are not laws. Care to elaborate?
1: Yeah, yeah, Dom, this is my little slogan. It's the slogan of Z Media, mandates are not laws. This comes from my belief that everything that they are doing is completely unconstitutional, regardless of what little loopholes they've found. There is case law to support that civil conscription must not, according to the constitution, ever be something that the government enforces. So this is why I truly believe it when I say mandates are not laws. Guys, what they're doing is immoral. It goes against the Constitution and the fact that the Constitution has afforded that protection means something. We must fight for the protection of our bodily autonomy, our medical decisions between us and our doctor. We must fight to protect the children that they now want to experiment on. Moderna are bringing their trial to Canada and Australia. They have said that it is a trial that they are doing in Canada and Australia for children six months and up. We must protect these children from a medical experiment in any other circumstances. If, you were to, if, if the government were to find out that you were uh, doing a medical experiment on your child, your child would be removed from your home by fax in a heartbeat. So what makes it okay now? Why? Because the government have said it's okay? Come on, guys. We've got to be strong right now. We have to protect these children. We have to protect the future generation. We cannot allow this. We cannot allow an experiment on our children.
0: My afterthoughts on that, Maria, is take your witch hunt on public health back to hell where it came from. Now... Maria, thank you so much for stopping by for another public service announcement with The Drake Podcast Show and imparting some further insight and hope into an otherwise turbulent and hopeless situation. Before we go, what's the best way my audience can get in contact with you about any of your upcoming interviews? If they are diametrically opposed and would like to have a fair grounded live debate, or if they would just like to keep tabs on you.
1: My main platform is Instagram, Maria.zEEE. That's maria.zee. I have a backup account where I do my lives from because I'm blocked from going live on my main account because Instagram can't handle the truth. My backup is Maria.ZEEE 2.0 I also have a telegram, Awaken and Arise. The link to that is in my bio of both accounts. And very soon I will be launching my own independent media platform that will be uncensored unfiltered. No one is going to be able to control me speaking my mind and the truth. It's not misinformation to be a skeptic. In fact, it should be happening. So that's where people can find me, Dom. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I hope your viewers get a lot out of this.
0: My analysis on today's interview with Maria Z is that Z Media and Maria Z with it is worth protecting. Good night.